0: And welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Doing great Thanks. We're now 10 years in the future. Because we're, we're talking about the Gimel Girls. A year in the life, which actually, I Stan corrected. I said in the last episode, it came out 2017, it came out 2016. So don't get too upset but yes
1: Uh, if you had to guess how much time had passed based on not what the not what the characters look like but what they're talking about what would you say would you say it had been 10 years
0: oh yeah definitely i mean they were making references to stuff that was definitely more of the time okay you know what i mean like i
1: think that yeah like i mean where rory was and all that i would have thought like two or three years
0: okay cuz to me it felt like like there was constant references to like Uber and like uh, movies of the time like the original show felt so timeless in a lot of ways like it felt like it could have right. been in, it could be any time and it didn't really feel too stuck in the, in the time but this one well, I felt
1: like they were really trying to solidify this is 10 years because I think yeah. part of the issue is is that some of the stuff you're talking about, like like you would think that Lorelai and and Luke would have talked about kids somewhere in the last ten years.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um uh,
1: and and for so some of the things fit, like Paris being at that level of career ten years later, that it kinda makes sense, but it kinda doesn't. Yeah. Um but Rory being at a place of career I would have thought that was like two, three, four years ahead.
0: Yes. And also, there was, like, some weird inconsistencies that, like, don't quite add up. Like, when, All uh... Gonna... Sorry?
1: Paul Inca's still alive?
0: Well, no. Yeah. That was, okay. I, I, I didn't really... I'm like, okay, he would... I mean, he's gonna be old, for sure. Because, like, he would have been, what, like, 10 or 11, maybe 12 at the, this point? It's been, like, nine it. years. <laughs> I feel
1: mean, so. do it's, like, getting the dog after and stuff, but still, I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, especially with Lorelai, who, like, infamously, everyone's like, oh, she can't really take care of a dog. I'm like, apparently she did because she kept it alive for nine years. Yep. But, like, yep. there was a moment where Rory says, like, oh, this is a career highlight. I'm like, you're telling me a career highlight wasn't working alongside the presidential campaign of a future president? Like, right? that seemed a little weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I right. guess to each his own on which is more important for you. But In my eyes, I was like, I kind of would have thought, like, that would have been more your, your highlight, career highlight, is working on the Barack Obama coming, but I guess. Right.
1: It's It's all about,
0: yeah. It's like the show, like, because Amy Sherman Palladino and Dan Palladino are back, for better or for worse. We've talked about Dan Palladino and how he has some writing issues and things that we don't quite like, things that are sexist and racist and body shaming, and yeah, it's... So and for better or for worse, we do get some of that stuff back in this this run of episodes, so but,
1: I but don't it know. seems like there's parts where they kinda like want to forget season seven happened. Yes. In some instances.
0: Yeah. Um Amy Sherman Pelladino in some episodes basically said or in some interviews said that there were some things about season seven that she would change and the big one of the big things is she says she would not make Lane pregnant. So, Lane getting pregnant in season 7, like, she would not have done that. Right. So.
1: Because we talked about, you know, the show had this kind of thing of, you know, successful woman, you know, is brought down. Yeah. Know, because here's here's Lane you know, having sex for the first time he gets pregnant with twins. Yeah. Uh, and she didn't even like the experience.
0: No. But then also, too, like, you just have this very strange, like, it almost felt like they didn't really address the kids that much. Like, Layden was in this, but, like, they don't really make a big priority out of the kids. If anything, like, no. the kids kind of just pop up in spots and it's they're like, on screen, here, right. yeah, here they are. So.
1: But and if like, we took out all the musical parts, including the Troubadours, which I know you love, um, yes, the episode would have been much shorter. It seemed like there was quite a bit of filler. Yes, also
0: too like it is a lot of remember these people because obviously for us you yeah. and i like we just finished season seven and we just jumped into this but obviously for people back then like this is their first time getting reacquainted to these characters in a long time so the show kind of takes its time to like thoroughly introduce a lot of characters uh, reintroduce mm-hmm. some characters and introduce some new ones um so
1: yeah and then Miss Patty, you know, they do, like, this really long shot of her because she obviously looks very different.
0: Yes. Uh, like, she's thinned out quite like, a can, bit. And
1: I like, can we, like, not do, like, the, can we, like, go a little closer? Hmm?
0: It looked like she had lost a lot of the weight, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it was, it was interesting how they, like, kept the camera really far back. I'm like, are we trying to hide her or something? Like, what's the.
0: Yeah. But, um uh let's see here um yeah so basically like the episode starts off with rory and Lorelai reuniting and they just quickly get back into their banter talking about being on planes and being like this is what you look like when you get off a plane and stuff like that so mm-hmm. um yeah
1: we got the snappy dialogues back
0: yeah the, the Amy Sherman-Palladino dialogue, and definitely it was what we remember, which is, you know, the, yeah, the very snappy mm-hmm. dialogue. Um, yeah. Uh, also, the other thing is, too, is the show does definitely address that Richard passed away. And they did an interesting thing, because Gilmore Girls never really did flashbacks. Like, they did when they showed um, Lorelai as a teenager a few times. They did a
1: huge one with that,
0: yeah. But right. that was it's not really a show where they do a lot of flashbacks so the fact that they kind of flash back to four months prior i thought was interesting that they kind of showed because the episode starts with emily being very hostile towards lorelei almost kind of like a reset on their relationship back to what it was but then you kind of find out throughout the episode why that is um i don't know i'm sure you have some thoughts on this but i i kind of thought it, it's tough when people are grieving to necessarily, you know, say things that are probably, I don't know, like, it, it's, everyone grieves differently, and I didn't necessarily blame Life for saying what she did, uh, in front of Emily and, uh, Richard's friends there, um, but Emily definitely didn't take uh, it the right way. Well,
1: this, is, this gets a little bit more of the psych stuff, isn't it, you brought it up? go there. Um, First, I think, when someone is uncomfortable with doing a public speech, don't pressure them to do it. Yeah. Well, first of all, Um, they're under no obligation to do that, and don't put somebody on the spot. Mm -hmm. But I think for Emily, it probably was about appearances, right? Yeah. But what would make Emily think that Lorelai wants to do this, number one, but then I don't think Emily cares. Um, And whether she wants to do it or not. And I thought it actually was pretty great, because you get people standing up and talking about you know how great somebody was well sometimes i think it's good to like kind of just put some reality in it that people are fallible yes and and i think it add another dimension to richard's character um now why emily was okay with the whole panties thing with the friend and the lockers that seems to me to be odd that she's totally good with that Except that it shows that they had, that he had, a, that she had a relationship or he had a relationship or friendship with this person of high status. Mm-hmm. But what did Emily expect? Yeah. You know, and then that gets into how we grieve. We grieve in all different ways. Um, and we see that Emily grieves by doing stuff. We saw that when Trix died,
0: mm-hmm. she
1: was doing things. And when, when her marriage to Richard split up, she was doing things. Yeah. That's how she deals with stuff. Um, but I think we saw one of the most accurate depictions of narcissism and gaslighting when we saw how she treated, uh, Lorelai after Lorelai said this thing about the dad. So, um, you know, she said, well, uh, well, you know, I told you I didn't want to talk about or something. And she's like, oh, did you, did you, you know, and she's, and so she was gaslighting her. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's a lot of guilting and shaming. Well, you can just tell your friends that I'm terrible and you're wonderful, and and then she like went. for I mean, she does psychological warfare. So she was like, oh well, you know, she brought up all this stuff about Luke, and does he know about how? I mean, it was classic dysfunctional parent stuff. Yeah. Um, and it actually, it it was it was really at some point it was like uncomfortable because of how realistic it was. Um, so and then you know she brings out her invisible army which is you know all my friends duh, duh, duh. yeah that's a classic narcissist line all my friends so mm-hmm. i thought that it was a real it did a really good job of how at accurately depicting what a narcissist is like when they feel like someone's been disloyal to them and, you know and she brought that up like you know you brought shame on your dad or whatever it was or mm-hmm. and she's and she's kind of um and Emily's kind of you know made him out to be this perfect person Uh, which I think happens with when someone dies but on the same token you know it's for narcissists they either think people are all good or all bad it's called splitting and you can see where she's in the mode where Richard was all wonderful and Lorelai's all terrible and she does the same thing about the therapist too she's like my therapist is so great and I'm expecting in the next couple seasons or next couple well I guess they are seasons Uh, next couple shows that it's going to turn into that emily doesn't like the therapist because if you have somebody that's thinking their therapist is that good um sometimes it's splitting and they're going to wind up being a terrible therapist to that person
0: yeah
1: Uh, but i thought very accurate depiction of of narcissism when they feel like somebody's been disloyal yes
0: um in terms of rory uh We find out that, you know, she's a reporter now and she travels a lot. Um, And uh, she's in a relationship with Paul, who everyone seems to forget about. But also she's having an affair with Logan, which I'm like, uh, because...
1: It's storyline with Paul. ick.
0: Yeah. I, I don't like it for a number of reasons. Most of which is they did this in season four and five with Dean. Like she mm-hmm. had was having an affair with Dean and okay. now she's on the other side of this. And the show doesn't seem to be having any level of engagement in it aside from just, mm-hmm. Oh, did we forget about Paul again? And I'm like, this guy's like being victimized here. I mean, he's like, he, he doesn't know that he's being cheated on and the show doesn't seem to really, really, right be making much of a comment on how awful that is where when you were watching season four and five like when Rory was being with Dean like the show was very realistic of being like no this is not good what you're doing like this is so it's just very strange and I get there's like a comment made later in the show by Lorelai basically being like it's not my business but I'm like kind of feels like it should be a little bit I don't know Right. it right. It just feels very unrealistic that this would be just something that they're just but largely not going to touch too much on. But
1: I think victimize is a really good word for it. I mean, mm-hmm. Paul's a nice guy. Maybe that's part of the thing is that he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes in shows, I think the nice guy is, is treated poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way they treat him is really horrible. Yeah. And not something that I would think I would be okay with.
0: Yes. It seems but he, becomes,
1: of, he becomes a punchline a human yeah. being becomes a punchline
0: it it does seem very unrealistic that she wouldn't be a little bit more at least critical of something like this so mm-hmm. right um, Luke and Lorelai are, are still together they're living in Lorelai's house um, and then we kind of touch on the subplot of them talking about having kids um, which they start looking into surrogates Uh, Luke is very unaware of the whole process which I thought was kind of funny like there was a point where he's like do I have sex with these women I was like yeah I thought
1: that was really unrealistic because Luke's pretty bright
0: yeah
1: I didn't think he would know that I mean I know it was played for laughs but I'm like come on Luke really Hmm. I don't think Luke would do that and then the whole like uh, um, reproductive endocrinologist thing from Paris It would really shock me if a reproductive anthropologist fertility specialist would speak like that i mean it fits paris's character but that's not realistic yes or and i thought you know is that is that supposed to be like a jab at fertility clinics um so i thought that was that was really it was kind of distasteful because there are a lot of people that struggle with fertility issues i think if you frame it like oh look it's like a stable or whatever And, you know, Mm. here are some people you can breed with. I mean, I think that's actually the word she used. Um, Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, I thought that was really in poor taste.
0: Also, too, it did kind of, like, it's been nine years since the show ended. I thought it was a little unrealistic that Paris would be that, like, farther into her career.
1: Right. So she said she's one of the top fertility specialists in yeah. nine years she would still be doing her specialties. yes
0: and I, I looked it up a Dang. little bit because I was kind of curious mm-hmm. like what does it take and yeah like timeline wise it doesn't really match that she would be where she's at because right. she's just not nearly as um she wouldn't be nearly as far as long as, as she is she, so.
1: she might be a resident at a fertility clinic Yes, or an intern um but, I, I mean, the only way that might be possible is if she's not truly an MD, or she is and just went more an administrative route instead of actually practicing. Mm-hmm. But it sounded like she was actually practicing. Yeah. So. so, yeah, that would not happen. There were a lot of suspensions of disbelief you had to do to watch this, I think. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, what else? We've got... Um, uh, we do get a mention of April mentioning that she's at MIT now Uh, we touched on Paris working at the fertility clinic I don't really like going in in this in order but just more like touching on what these characters are up to because for the most part this was like here are the characters, this is what they've been up to Uh, we do get Kirk and his Uber so not quite Uber but I was going to mention,
1: in, in closed captions, they spell it with three O's with umlauts on them. I thought that was hysterical.
0: Yeah, I saw so, that too. and
1: O-O-O-B-E-R-Y-A.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I, I like to watch with captions on. And so when I saw that, I had a good laugh at that. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's how it sounds. Um, We do get confirmation that Michelle is uh, gay because he's married a man named Frederick. Uh, which is interesting, because I think throughout the run of the show, there was a theory at the time that Michelle was gay, but they never really confirmed it uh, up but until now. But they just
1: acted like he had no personal life.
0: Yeah. There was, like, a few Which instances... was not
1: unusual for gay characters at the time on yeah. shows.
0: Yeah. and I think at the time, too, the show, the CW would have probably been a little wary about that in terms of, like, what it would do for ratings and stuff. Obviously, even in 2016, it was a lot better than it was in 2007 and what before, so...
1: Still um, a
0: long way to go. Yeah, Still not great, but it, you know what? It was great that they kind of confirmed it uh, and uh, we find out that yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on in Michelle's life. He's got uh, yeah, Frederick and Frederick wants a child too and uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there. No Suki in this though. They did uh, kind of do a fun little thing though of having all these other um, uh, chefs kind of cameo uh so i think i forget the, the guy's name but like they have one of a famous chef kind of pop up in the in the episode, in this episode? yeah uh,
1: oh the guy that's doing the, the chefing yeah chefing. i don't think that's the right word but okay mm-hmm. that's a famous person
0: yeah like he's a pretty famous chef but i'm blanking on his name which makes me feel bad for being like he's a famous chef but i forgot his name so. first name
1: was roy or
0: ray R- roy Choi, i think it is yeah that's it yeah yeah uh we get uh lane and zach they're still together they got their boys um yeah it, it, it seems like you know for the most part lane and zach live a good life uh, we don't see mrs kim but uh zach's got a a serious job he's a route supervisor for some company uh and they still play in Sounds happy think like they've got
1: the healthiest relationship so far out of
0: anybody else. yeah i was like who'd have thunk but uh, they still play in Hep Alien, and Brian still lives with them, which I thought was hilarious. Because, of course, Brian yeah, would still be living Gil with them. Yeah, and Gil showed up. Yay, Gil. I don't think he was... Yay, really,
1: Gil. He
0: didn't really say much, but he was there. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, uh, we could do get some Taylor, which I thought was great. Taylor is always... Mm-hmm. Taylor is actually pretty great in this, because... He had the moment mm-hmm. where he freaks out of the people at the diner. He's like he's like yeah. you know, go home and pay for Wi Fi. Like what are you doing here? Which I thought was pretty funny.
1: Right. Wouldn't you think somebody would notice that it wasn't a real Wi Fi password at this point? Yeah. Like no one said it's a fake Wi Fi password. I mean we see Luke giving out the Wi Fi password. But here's the saying. thing. I've been
0: at places where people have given me the Wi Fi password and it hasn't worked and I just quietly like just go on going. Like Oh so, really? Yeah. Like I've been spend at places where they're account like, account. "This is the Wi-Fi password, and it doesn't work." And I'm like, "You know what? They seem busy. I'm not going to trouble them, and I just move on." So well, I, imagine... I would say it
1: depends on how much time I'm going to spend there. Yeah. But um, yeah, but still, I probably be like, "Did I type something?" Yeah, I get you know, that's the other thing. I would say like, "Oh, I must have typed something incorrectly." Mm-hmm. So I probably wonder if it was me first. Yeah. Uh... Again, I think about it.
0: Yeah why did you uh oh i guess i should mention too who wrote this because it's amy sherman paladino it was directed by her i think netflix gave her a uh, full run to do what she wants also too i'm just reading this on this now uh in 2020 they started airing this on the cw as well so oh. i don't know how that works rights wise but Yes, yeah, it's just interesting because I thought it was Netflix only, but apparently if you do want to watch this, you can watch this on the CW as well. I would imagine at this point more people have Netflix than active cable subscriptions, but nonetheless, the option is there. Um, who was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? The
1: least favorite was Luke, um, and I can't say why. It was just like a... I, and I really like the actor. Um, and I think least is probably Lorelai, and I can't really tell you why. I think it was just. Um, so wait, your favorite was, was something... Luke. Oh wait, yeah, no, 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 sorry. My worst was Luke, and my and, and also Lorelai. My best okay. was probably um, and and Rory. <laughs> my best. and then Emily, which I've never put her on a on a worst. Best I, and also I put Michelle because Michelle lost his accent, uh, which I think I go to several times on this podcast. Right yeah. That um best i didn't have anybody mm. I, I mean maybe even maybe logan at first i didn't know who logan was i didn't recognize him
0: yeah he looks a lot thinner like he lo- does
1: lo- he looks a lot different yeah, yeah. i mean there's some people look identical to what they look like and then there's some that look completely different
0: yeah like lorelei yeah. looks but different in a way
1: she looks a lot different yeah she looks like she's had fillers her yeah face, so I can't imagine the pressure that, that she was under to do a show that was, you know, 10 years later.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: You know, just um, based on, on, like, the pressure on women in, in Hollywood.
0: Like, uh, Luke looks pretty much the same. You know, a bit more of a yeah, dad. He looks a
1: little bit older, but pretty much the same, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's got a bit more of a dad bod, but I think that's, 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 that's <laughs> totally fair. Yeah,
1: I didn't even notice that.
0: Um. But
1: yeah, I didn't really have a favorite. Oh, go ahead
0: for best i would go with emily uh i think like em- emily is one of the greats in this r- new run of episodes because mm-hmm. like she has a lot going on with um richard's passing and like i think she does a great job of portraying like that kind of sorrow and grief uh mm-hmm. and both the highs and lows of that um and i think you get more of that like you don't really get too much you get more of that in future episodes than you do in this and I think Emily's arc for me at least is one of the more interesting ones in this set of four episodes we're going to be watching so um, yeah no it's just really Emily's always MVP but she's MVP of this because she, she really does kind of portray it well and I think they use that grief to tell really interesting stories with her so um, mm. I'm a little biased because I know what's coming in the next three episodes but uh-huh. at the same time I'm like I like like it. It's good stuff, so. Okay. Um, Worst. Oh, gosh. Like, there was a few. I did feel like Liza Well, who plays Paris, was a little bit off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like it was a little too aggressive of a performance. Like, I get that it's Paris, but I also was like, this is almost 10 years later, you think she'd be a little bit more, I don't know, not like tamed, but a little more mature, I guess. Sure, so. I
1: you know I can see that, and I and I can see it her being exactly the same based on on you know how aggressive she was back then.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite reference from this episode?
1: I like the Felix and Oscar reference. So, you know, Luke and and I don't think they've never really addressed this in the series, but you know, Luke and lorelei the Lorelei tends to be a little bit more messy and Luke tends to be a little more neat. And when they and when she mentions Felix and Oxford, that's the odd couple where one of the remains is very mm-hmm. What about you?
0: Uh I would say the Uber. <laughs> it's the constant references to Uber. Um I don't know.
1: They must have paid. I'm I? assuming.
0: I don't know. I don't think they would because it's not like he's actually driving an Uber. They kind of play around with it. Like, if, I think if they actually paid for it, it would be like Kirk was an actual Uber driver, not just like doing a little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, I could be wrong, but it seemed a little more natural than, than mm-hmm. that. So, um, Let's see favorite quote do you have a favorite quote from this episode
1: yeah i like um I, uh, emily says something like you know she's just like a groupie or whatever and i think the way that Laura like kind of counteracts some emily's comments is she like basically like kind of turns turns it on its head and makes a joke out of it as i wish she was a groupie there would be more tickets to stuff mm-hmm. you know I, I think that's a really great retort to emily kind of shuts emily down yeah. Um, and then I like the quote about fresh kid, <laughs> like, like so you know he's like I have a kid and she's like yeah but do you want a fresh kid? He's like a fresh kid, but it's like I knew what she was talking about, right? Yeah.
0: So. No, exactly.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: favorite, uh, or sorry, were we favorite reference or favorite quote? I think it's favorite quote, right? mhm Okay i lost track for half a second there um i guess uh, not really so much a quote but like the exchange um between emily and uh lorelei at the end of the flashback where she's like saying stuff like go home to your cardies and tell them how terrible your mother is like I hate to say it but like Emily is so on point with that like that is stuff that Lorelai does like she does kind of badmouth her mom sometimes and stuff and like as much as Emily yeah
1: yeah, oh go ahead
0: like Emily is kind of like Emily knows her daughter and their relationship uh, and I thought it was you know they both know each other so well and I think that's why when they spar they spar so well because they both know each other too well
1: but that's part of the psychological warfare is in a healthy relationship. You kind of know that about people, but you also respect their tender spots. Yeah. Emily exploits them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, beyond the Scenes trivia, there's a lot, so let's rattle off the more interesting ones. Uh, the Troopator's sister, Louise, was played by Louise Goffin, which is Carol King's daughter. Carol King uh, performs the show's theme song. So... A little bit of a reference there. Uh, Luke's got a new sign. Instead of no cell phones, it's uh, no text, email, ordering, no man buns, no taking pictures of food, no headphones. And if I can hear your music through your headphones, why are you wearing headphones? Which I thought was pretty funny. Also very on brand for Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so you may have noticed that there was a, the maid uh, that Emily has uh, with the family. That's placed by Rose uh, Abdu, who also plays Gypsy. So she had two roles in this. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, all right. Uh, any mental health observations for this episode? We already
1: mentioned Emily's trends drawers. Uh, narcissism how accurate that her kind of monologue was Mm -hmm. um also uh luke seems to be somewhat controlling in this which doesn't fit his character um and about the you know like uh, i think it was about the pajamas and there's like he even had to like make a comment about that Uh, Mm -hmm. and and i just want to note too like this isn't so much of a psych thing but the amy Sherman paladino used to have like one of her signatures in her shows is that um someone does a thing and then the other person wants to turn it around and make it like they did the thing. And this is in um, Mrs. Maisel. We saw that particularly in season four um, because that's an Amy Sherman Paldino show. And then uh, this also happened with um, Luke says, well, yeah, you, uh, with Luke says to uh, Kirk. So, yeah, there's the story like I picked I picked you up and then he's like, no, 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 I picked you up you know because it works better for his business and that kind of switcheroo thing is a amy sherman paldino's signature um kind of turning it around and someone else taking credit so we saw that with marvel's mrs mazel when uh when she says hey mom and dad you want to live with me and the parents say well we need to concoct a story so how about you know we invited you to move in with us and she's like you're taking credit for me doing a thing for you and they're like yeah but that's something that happens like in, in her shows quite a bit i just thought that's kind of interesting it's also in the show yeah but um but i really like that they had emily interacting with lorelei and then cutting to lorelei interacting with worry because you could really see the juxtaposition of the healthy relationship with worry versus the unhealthy dynamic with her mom and that like i mentioned in the season finale episode or podcast episode that things could have been so much different if if lorelei hadn't worked at breaking the like, cycle
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what are you thinking for a score for this episode? Uh, I,
1: I, you know, I'm not a fan so far, so I'd probably give it a 5, 4 or 5. What about you? Okay.
0: Uh, I do like it probably a bit more. I think just mostly because we do get, um just kind of like a return to that world i guess and like it's not totally great but um yeah i would probably give this like i'd say like a 6 i think it's largely positive i think this episode does mostly just kind of reintroducing characters there's like there's really not much of a plot to this it's more just like these are where these characters are at um and in that sense it was a little dull like I kind of wanted to like, okay, this is great that you showed me where they're at. But aside from Rory and um, uh, Luke, or Luke, uh, sorry, Rory and Lorelai, you don't really get too much of a sense of where the plot is going. And yeah. I think the show kind of could have used a bit more for that, especially for how long the episode is. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, Steph is over at StephanieSarkis.com. You can buy her new book, Healing from Toxic Relationships. And you can also find me over at 3 where I've got the content going up almost every other day. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now.